Hi, welcome to SCW, the wrestling channel here on YouTube.com. Thank you for choosing the channel and choosing the video. Please subscribe right now. Leave in the comments in the comment section. Please like and share the video as well. This is Ask SCW episode three. I've got your questions from Twitter.com today. Coming up on the bottom of the screen will be where you can find me on Twitter. And you can use the hashtag AskSCW to get your question involved. You can also ask questions here on YouTube as well. Just leave in the comment section of this particular video. And I will address that in episode four of Ask SCW. CW. But right now to today's questions, we're going to start with this one out from Why Man Podcast, who asks, are you a fan of the brand split? I've always been a fan, but a lot of people have complained about it, especially when it comes to Raw only or Smackdown only pay-per-views. Would you keep them combined or separate them again? A fantastic question. To be given um, multiple answers I'd rather give to this, but first and foremost, yeah, I am a fan of the brand split. I like the idea of um, two shows a week um, filled with uh, half of the roster because WWE's got such a large roster um, to put half of them on Raw and half of them on SmackDown. For me, it makes sense. It gives the most opportune for superstars to get TV time, um, which is one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of the wildcard rule, because that takes the element of certain superstars getting that TV time away. Um, but if we look at um, the brand split itself, from like obviously its first time I've been used in 2002 and then brought back again in 2016, um, I think that it's always been fairly successful of having... Uh, the ability of building new stars and um, not overexposing them on two shows on a weekly basis. It's very easy to burn superstars out uh, creatively as well as well as in ring by continually putting them on high profile TV spots twice a week, every week. Um, I think it's one of the main reasons when we look at the wildcard rule, why I think a lot of people have fallen out of favour uh, with Shane McMahon, why Roman Reigns has started to get the negative reaction again. Um, I think superstars that are, are traditionally used on, on both shows every week uh, seemingly come off worse with the wildcard rule, seeing as um, instead of this, the idea of the, the brand split, how it should be. Um, I am a fan of the brand split, but I mean, going back to the wildcard rule, currently, um, people lose track of who's on which show if you have where people are going on two shows every week and you're losing the idea of what they're meant to be. So for an actual brand split, if you're going to do it, um, yeah, I'm a fan of it. And with the size, like I say, of that roster that WWE currently have, I think it's a good idea to have that because, um, like I say, you've got the, the, the guys who fight for TV time that can't get any. They've got a chance of getting some TV time. Um, it's good for the middle card to push themselves to become main eventers on their half, their brand of the show. And the main eventers, of course, have a chance to become the biggest stars possible because under one full roster they might be involved in the mid card so for that sort of purposes the brand split kind of works um for raw and smackdown only pay-per-views i am a fan of the idea still but the only thing i do feel is that wwe's inability of making um such big stars i mean we're talking mega stars here like we had back in say the the golden era and the attitude era you look at like a hogan or an austin or a rock we don't really have superstars like that these days the casuals perhaps are, are most in favour of like a Roman Reigns, but if you look beneath that, there really isn't so much there. I mean, John Cena comes back once in a blue moon, uh, and of course isn't wrestling these days when he does a lot of the time. So, and same with the Undertaker. So, you're looking at, with with the stars they've got that they need to build those stars to make them bigger. So, under a pay per view banner. I am a fan of the concept of Raw only and SmackDown only because, again, it, for the same reasons, it gives those people TV time, pay-per-view time. Uh, and, of course, the more chance that a superstar's got of getting on pay-per-view, the more chance they've got of getting over and getting um, more more prominent roles on television. Um, you really, it's, it's like a proving ground for, for, the, for the lower guys to, to push themselves up the card. 
Um, but of course, when they haven't got the stars and they want ticket sales, uh, I can understand why WWE also does it and um, does have the, the dual branded pay-per-views. Um, one of my other sort of things with the brand split when I look at it, um, I do think that um, there are some negatives that are there included with the brand split. But um, like I say, having the wildcard rule doesn't, doesn't really work. But um, I do feel when it comes to looking at the current product, um, I think that instead of having like your annual shakeups where people just turn up on shows or drafts, um, I think that um, there should be more of a war. And I think that that would gather more interest in the brand split. I think if there was actually a Raw versus SmackDown um, bad blood vibe of who gets the better ratings, and the perfect time to do that now will be when they're on two different stations. You've got like the, the Fox side of WWE against the USA Network version of it to compete and see who puts on the better TV products um, and try and capitalize it like a Monday Night War. Like if someone's not got something going on in one show, why not they just either maybe invade the other show or maybe they've, they've been signed to the other show. Um, I think that that would give a much more interesting feel for the brand split and would give people this feel need to tune in for Raw and SmackDown. One of my other negatives with the brand split is that sometimes I think the shows lack identity. Uh, if we go back to like 2002 sort of time, I remember SmackDown had the the different sort of Tron set with the fist, um, and it really sort of stood out, it was very unique to its own. Uh, both Raw and SmackDown in the early days had different different setups with their look, um, and I don't think that enough with the commentary table being up in, in, the, in the, you know, by the Tron and Raw is enough to make a different blend and a different feel. I think they should have different looks of sets, and I think they should have different styles with the, the rosters as well. I think that maybe, if you were looking at it, maybe Raw, uh, when we look at, say, like the OC are there now, that should maybe be like the factions and like the, the sort of storylines and you know we can have that sort of like sports entertainment feel and perhaps maybe Smackdown could be more sort of based on that independent maybe the wrestling side of things uh, the real sport kind of feel uh, would be good for Fox I feel so maybe you can put your likes of like Daniel Bryan's and, and that sort of show stealing on that sort of side um, I think that that would definitely give a, a different outlook to how the brands would look I think they would become in unique and individual rather than just Raw and Smackdown and uh, I think that that would be a way of making things go forward uh, to make a brand split work, uh, particularly at this particular time, because it just feels at the moment that the way they're currently doing it, especially with the wildcard rule, is a complete mess. So um, to say, am I a fan of it? Yes, but um, I would like to see some changes implemented to improve that. Next question comes from the backseat bookers. Uh, will Brock Lesnar retain the universal title at SummerSlam against Seth Rollins? Well, I'll tell you what, you're getting the predictions out of me nice and early asking that question there. Of course, I will be doing my uh, full NXT TakeOver predictions will be coming out uh, next week, as well as the SummerSlam predictions. Uh, the NXT I'm looking to try and put out early in the week. SummerSlam will come out on Wednesday, so you can check those out on here on the channel for all the predictions. But as I've been asked this question now, um, I like to usually judge it the week before uh, the pay-per-view to see how things go with the final sort of lead-up of storylines. But if I was to make a prediction right now, um, I have a feeling that Seth Rollins will regain the Universal Championship at SummerSlam at this particular moment. Um, I think for storyline purposes, I mean, it, it perhaps isn't the strongest thing because, I mean, Brock has done such a, you know, a victimization of Seth from Raw this week. He really sort of brutalized him with his attacks, the F5s, um, you know, taking him out of the ambulance backstage as well. Um, I really feel that um, it would make it, it would make Brock look really weak in one way if he was to lose from this point because he's so much bigger in stature as well. But we know current WWE doesn't sort of book like that. They're happy to have the, the smaller guy go over and he'll find a way to go over. And um, 
I always have my belief usually that uh, the guy that's on top leading into the pay-per-view is usually the guy that doesn't win. Uh, so at the moment, Seth Rollins is the guy that's looking like he's got no chance of winning. Therefore, I think he would probably walk away universal champion. Will the fans be inside of that? I'm not sure. I mean, WWE wants to make Seth look cool. Um, they seem to have a, a good way of making him look the most uncool superstar, particularly when he's got the top belt. Um, they did a great job in building him up to get to that point, but... Um, since WrestleMania, I don't think it's gone so well for him. I actually personally feel that maybe Brock should retain at this point in the SummerSlam, uh, if we're talking about my what my head feels. But if I was going for a WWE prediction right now, uh, I think they want Seth uh, to be over, and I think that they want things to work for him. And I think their belief is that Brock um, not being on the show every week is not a good thing, and that fans will take a big pop for Seth to win the belt back off of him. And I think that's probably like a short-term plan to try and get Seth back over. Next then, we've got, uh, and apologies if I get any names wrong, by the way, uh, Seth Uwen uh, from Aussie Lucian. Uh, what's the best WWE title reign of the year so far? Well, if we're going with the actual WWE Championship, of course, we've got two reigns that we're looking at. We're looking at Daniel Bryan's and we're looking at Kofi Kingston's. Uh, and I think personally, we look at a lot across the board of championship runs uh, anyway across the company. I do think that these have probably been the, it's been the best championship anyway. Um, I think Kofi's done a great job as champion personally. I think they've, they've put him over every talent he's gone against and um, they've done a great job in sort of building him up from probably what was a mid-carder uh, in, in the start of the year to now being where he is sort of near the main event and I think I like to think I, I take him a lot more seriously now than what I did um, this time six seven months ago so I think there's some good booking going on there but at the same time I do worry when Kofi loses the belt because um, there will be a day that he's going to lose the belt and I just have this feeling he might just drop down the pecking order very quickly I mean, the other guy that we're going to mention, Daniel Bryan, has done the exact same, although I, if rumours are right, I believe it was injury that he was put into the tag team scenario rather than going with normal storylines. But if we look as a package of the two as champions, um, I'm going to go for Daniel Bryan uh, as, as the answer, purely because I love the, the idea of this heel vegan um, not eating meat, uh, doing those promos every week, uh, the different championship as well that come in. I just thought it was very creative, and um, I enjoyed that storyline play out. And to be honest, really, I think it, if, if Kofi Mania had not hit, I think it had a lot more mileage in it, and I think it could have gone for longer. So I'm going to go for Daniel Bryan, and I do kind of hope at some stage, maybe, we might just see that brought back. Next question comes from SCW's very own James Steele. Um, do you think Finn Balor will join the OC eventually? Would you like to see them expand as a faction? If so, who else would you like to see join them? Well, looking at this, first off, Finn Balor, I think, is in desperate need of some sort of change. Um, the Finn Balor um, gimmick where he's not the demon for me is now really becoming very stale and very quick. Uh, as a face, it's not working either. I think Finn Balor is in a desperate need for a heel turn. Uh, so for that, for him to join the OC would be absolutely perfect. Reunite him like a, like a Japan-style stable. We've now got Paul Heyman in charge of the pencil. Knows what the fans deep down want. He probably would understand that fans are, are probably crying out for this as well. Finn Balor would, would be massively over if he joined the OC right now. Turn heel as well. Have those excuses where he can be the demon when it comes to pay-per-view in, in those sort of meaningful storylines. I think that it would be a, a very good idea. Um, and it's funny you mentioned about other members, if other people were to, and the OC was to expand. Because ironically enough, this week on Twitter, Shinsuke Nakamura was uh, photographed with the OC. Um, and I think, for some reason, 
that would really work. I mean, again, it's got that Japan connection as well. Um, and I know that Nakamura and Styles have been bitter rivals in WWE, but at the same time, I don't know, there's just something about an evil Shinsuke Nakamura with this group. And I think it could work. I don't know. I just have this, you know, Nakamura is not one big for the talking as well. So he doesn't need to be the talker of the group. He can just be the sun assassin. And I could just, you know, hit the King Shasa when it's needed. So, yeah, I'd be a fan of Shin joining that group as well if there was to be another one. But um, I don't really think that uh, there needs to be um, a massive stable here. I don't expect like a big Bullet Club kind of vibe in WWE. Um, but, um, you know, the original only club. Uh, that we have now with Styles, Anderson, and Gallows. I think one more member would be really nice to see. I'm always a fan of four-man stables, um, and I think Finn would be my choice if one had to join. But um, Bala and Nakamura would be perfect for that, in my personal opinion. Right, next then, we've got another question now. This is from Kyle um, Codrington Allen. Um, who do you believe will be the breakout star in WWE this year? Well, we've had NXT over recent weeks, so of course now we're going for WWE, and um, there's a lot of guys that can really take this spot, um, because the year isn't through. Kofi, of course, right now probably is the guy that holds that title, because like I mentioned earlier in the video, he came from really kind of nowhere into the becoming WWE champion. And he's had a lengthy reign as well, and I think he's had a good run. Um, but I think as we look for the rest of the year, I mean, Ali was supposed to have a, uh, a very prominent run in WWE this year to injury hit, and he's kind of almost being thrown back into the deck now. Um, I think he's got potential to become a breakout star this year because it feels they've got big plans for him. And if you see the way they do his sort of uh, promos when he's on the streets and um, the way they, they talk him up like he was on 205 Live, they see something there. They see something in him. And I think that there could be something later in the year. I think the obvious answer here, though, which I'm going to go as my as my official answer, is Bray Wyatt. Um, the Firefly Funhouse, um, the evil gimmick, the new mask, the new look, um, it really is standing out, and it's it's something different to anything else. If we look at characters, some perhaps WWE lacks a lot of. Bray Wyatt really does stand out, um, and I think as a, as a breakout star, I think this gimmick has got potential to be bigger than his last by a long way. Um, I don't. Uh, it's even to the point I say he doesn't need a championship at this point. I would be quite happy to see Bray Wyatt in that sort of Undertaker mid nineties role, where he's almost like just a feature on his own in WWE. Um, just taking out guys for fun, um, and I think that that would be a, definitely a strong message uh, for him for, for this year. If he'll have to give a runner-up as well, one other name I'll just throw in there very quickly. I think uh, Alistair Black. I do think Andrade as well, but Andrade seems to have called off slightly. There are a lot of stars that should be breakout stars like Andrade, Cesaro, but Alistair Black is another guy who I think they've got a definite plan for. Uh, and I think Alistair Black is going to have a good rest of this year as well. But um, to give an official answer, um, the biggest breakout star for me will be Bray Wyatt. Next then, we've got a question for Young In Steel Trill. What are your thoughts on Keith Lee? Well, my thoughts on Keith Lee is that the guy has got a lot of talent, uh, massively underused and massively underrated in NXT. Uh, he's barely made a takeover since his introduction. Um, and for me, really, a guy of his size should be no question anywhere but the main event of takeovers. If you want someone credibility to, to hold that, and I know this is now probably going to probably get the thumbs down moments here, but you look at guys like the, uh, at the top of the card, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano. If we're putting this in a realistic look of a fight, um, and you look at those guys against the Keith Lee, there is only really one winner, and Keith Lee would be that guy. Now, I'm not saying Keith Lee should be in the position of Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Those guys, uh, for me, are 
more experienced, uh, certainly in, in WWE they're more experienced, they've been there longer uh, and I think that they are more ready for the main roster than Keith Lee is at this particular time. So I'm not really saying that Keith Lee should be in their position but I'm saying uh, he has got the look of someone who should be carrying the brand. Um, what I would do for Keith Lee going forward, uh, I think he's got a, a great theme tune. I think he's got uh, good in-ring skills. I think that for a big guy, he can do things that no one would expect for a big guy. I would like to see him turn heel. Um, I know he lost against, um, I forget Punishment Martinez's his new name at this particular moment. Uh, I believe it's Damian Priest, but someone correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, please. Um, they had a match on NXT very recently, and, and uh, Damian Priest cheated to win. And we have seen Keith Lee suggest that he... Um, might have to do some changes in this second year here in NXT. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing him on takeovers very soon and he turns heel and that there is a, a big twist coming with Keith Lee going forward. I would like to see it anyway because I think the guy's got bags of potential and I think that uh, he, he should be, as I say, he should be a guy that should carry the NXT brand. Has he done enough to do that currently? No, he hasn't. The guys that are there deserve it more. But I think in time, Keith Lee will get that. And I think he will be carrying the NXT banner. And I think when it comes to the main roster, he will be treated quite seriously. I think that um, I know that uh, Lars Sullivan didn't get the best reception when he came up, but he was a bigger guy, treated as a big deal. I think if Keith Lee turns heel, I think when he comes up, he'll be treated as a big deal as well. Right then, last but not least on the questions, then we've got Get Cho Wrestling Podcast. What's your drink of choice during a pay-per-view? Now we'll get to the serious questions. Now, I like this question a lot. Um, well, really, when it comes, I mean, from, from my perspective as well, um, when I'm watching pay-per-views, particularly when they're live as well, um, I'm on the uh, European time zone, Greenwich, uh, Greenwich Mean Time, so um, I'm about 1 o'clock, maybe 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning when pay-per-views start for me. Um, so it's definitely good drinking time, particularly on NXT TakeOvers, which is a Saturdays. Um, but my drink of choice... Um, I quite like a Grey Goose uh, vodka. I do like my vodka. Um, so that, that normally goes down quite nicely. Um, I don't mind a beer as well. I'm, I'm quite a fan of Corona. Um, so they're normally my, my go-to drinks uh, if I was to go for drinks. And depending on how bad the uh, pay-per-views are, depends on how many more I drink or if I mix them. Um, but uh, yeah, they will probably be my drinks of choice. But uh, I'd like to know your drink of choice in the comments below because uh, I'm sure that, that one will get a lot of people talking on the answers. But that's all for this particular episode anyway of Ask SCW. Let me know your comments in the comment section uh, if you have any particular different answers to these questions or if you agree with me as well, I'd like to know your thoughts on those particular topics. Some great questions on this episode. If you've got any questions you would like to ask me, then you can ask me on twitter.com. Uh, the details should be coming up on the screen right now on YouTube. Uh, and of course, as well as that, you can always ask the questions here on the YouTube channel as well in the comments below and I'll answer them on Ask SCW episode 4. Um, if anyone is listening to this on podcast form, then do go to the YouTube channel, SCW, the wrestling channel right now, and you can see all the details of where to follow me. Uh, you can keep up to date as well with everything on the channel. New videos will be coming up all the time, especially over the next week. Uh, NXT predictions will be coming up early in the week, uh, and I can say SummerSlam will be coming up uh, the predictions on Wednesday so make sure to keep an eye out for that uh, but that's all from me anyway on this particular episode and I do hope you've enjoyed here SCW Ask SCW here on YouTube and I'll see you next time uh, take care enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, if you're watching this at the start of your week have a good one and I'll see you next time here on YouTube here at SCW <laughs>